poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, I'll get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play. Where to play. And how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live. A weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave Lemon uh, flying solo tonight, but I got a full hour guest and uh, certainly have been looking forward to this for a long time. So uh, Robbie Straczynski is going to join me during this hour and uh, been looking forward to it for a long time. For those of you who have followed the show, uh, this is our eighth year now. We've been on actually the start of our ninth year. We've been on eight years now. And uh, doing the show from here in uh, Pembroke Pines uh, at the studios down here for about six. So uh, it's been a long time, and uh, we appreciate everything that the people here have done for us, and uh, Joe as well. But Joe is not going to be with us tonight. Uh, he's uh, having a little bit of a medical procedure, and without invading his privacy too much, uh, if you listen to the show, you know that uh, that Joe had a uh, minor stroke uh, maybe about six months ago and has been waiting to have this procedure called an ablation a cardiac ablation, and we uh, was able to ha- get it uh, finally and get it covered by his insurance, and uh, that just so happens it fell this morning. So uh, uh, we wish him the best and uh, hope everything turns out well from his tests and look forward to having him back on the show. Uh, actually, not next week. He's uh, had a, have a personal uh, uh, commitment, and uh, he will be back the following week. So when we get into May, Joe will be back on a regular basis. Uh, my guest tonight is going to be Robbie Straczynski. Those of you who have heard the show have heard Robbie before. He has a, uh, a website called Card Player Lifestyle. And we'll get to Robbie in just a minute and talk about some of the really interesting things he's done, especially over the last year. It's been a pretty incredible uh, meteoric rise for his career, and we'll talk to him about that. Uh, I did want to talk just briefly about uh, the WPT Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown, which uh, I was at last Wednesday. When we did the show, I had been there all afternoon watching the final table, and they had gotten down to only four players uh, left to do the show. When I got back, I went back after the show because they were still going, as I expected they would be, and there were still three players left, and uh, they went on to finish things up there. Uh, but a great final table, including uh, Matt Stout and uh, Joey Cooden. Joey uh, went out in fourth place. Matt was fifth. Uh, a fellow named Jeff Fielder finished in sixth place, and they were down to three when I got back there. Brian Hastings the well-known player who uh, has a couple of uh, WSOP bracelets to his credit and uh, an interesting career where he took on uh, Eiseldor uh, years ago and won three or four million dollars off him. It was pretty unbelievable back then. But uh, Brian kind of stepped away from poker for a while, but he is back on a regular basis. He ends up finishing third in that event. He went into the final table as the chip leader with almost 13 million chips. Um, Closest was 8 million, I think, uh, Cooden had, I think, 8.2 million heading into that final table. But uh, when I got back, there were still three players left. And uh, Scott Margerison, who we carried an interview with on the show last week, was was one of the players. And he turned out to be the winner, defeating uh, Faraz Jaka in head-to-head play. And uh, I stuck around for a little while. I think I left about midnight, and they were still playing, and they went till about 2 a.m. So it's a good thing I didn't stick around for head-to-head play. Uh, I enjoy watching poker when you can see the whole cards, but when you're at a tournament, it sometimes can be like watching paint dry. But I did get a chance to talk to a few people. I wanted to get the winner after the tournament. Uh, We had carried that interview from the day before uh, on last week's show, 
and I did not get a chance to talk to him, but I've had Faraz on the show before, a very interesting guy, and, and Hastings has kind of dodged me over the years, but uh, maybe someday we'll get him on the show as well. But Scott Marge Harrison was the winner, 696000 at the Seminole Hard Rock with uh, really a breakout performance. He's well known as a online player, plays as, I uh, um, forget the exact name that he plays under, Agro, uh, Agro something. But anyway, uh, Marge Harrison, well-known in the online community, but not so much in live play. And uh, this is by far his biggest win, 696000 online or uh, live. And uh, Faraz Jaka, who we uh, have heard of for a long time. In fact, Faraz, uh, maybe if you are familiar with it, he actually uh, had a story written about him a couple of years ago by, I think it was the Associated Press, talked about him being the homeless uh, poker player. And, of course, a guy who wins millions is kind of funny because it's not like he really couldn't afford a house, but he got rid of his house because he was traveling so much and really was not, never home. So I think that was in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken. But a uh, story about him being uh, the homeless po- poker player that basically just traveled all over the place, and then when he needed a few weeks off, he stayed in a hotel somewhere or Airbnb or something. But uh, he finishes second, 454000 and Brian Hastings was third, 336000 uh, a couple of shows in the future, we will carry uh, a couple of interviews I did uh, over the last couple of weeks, including Tony Burns, the tournament director at the Seminole Hard Rock. Tony sat down and did about a half hour with me, and I have that on tape. Uh, and I was going to play it uh, in very quickly right after the tournament, but it's going to hold up pretty well. It's a pretty uh, wide-ranging interview that uh, talks about a lot of different things, about the progression of the Hard Rock and where they're headed so we'll have that probably next week. And I also interviewed Ken Lambert, the new uh, poker director over at the Isle Casino in Pompano Beach. Uh, things shifting gears over there. Stan Strickland was dismissed in December. Ken Lambert, who has been with the Heartland Poker Tour, also was uh, with the WSOP for years and has done a lot of circuit events and really has been all over the country. In fact, he uh, knows all the old-timers of poker, and we had a great conversation about that. And also... Uh, Comes more recently from uh, Potawatomi in Milwaukee. And uh, interesting story, he hired Jack Effel, gave Jack Effel his first job in the business years ago. And uh, Effel has uh, obviously risen to the top of the WSOP. So um, pretty interesting interview there, and that is a long one as well. So we'll probably get to that next week, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Also, I have an interview scheduled, uh, could be next week, with Steve Blay, who... Uh, just wrote uh, the autobiography of Kui Win, who won the 2016 World Series of Poker main event. And he was the ghostwriter, basically, on that. And he also has a site called Advanced Poker Training. So a lot of good stuff for us to talk about. We'll give you more information on that. But that likely will be next week. Uh, right now, he is scheduled for next Wednesday. So uh, tonight, let's bring in our special guest, uh, Robbie Straczynski, good friend, uh, Never in person, and I was going to ask you, Robbie, I read something about uh, you going to the WPT Tournament of Champions. Was that down the one down here in South Florida? Uh, yeah, well, first first of all, thank you very much for uh, having me Absolutely. on the show, Dave. Good Ab- to speak to you again. Ab- How's it going? <laughs> Hanging in there. <laughs> very good. Um, so, yeah, last year, uh, the World Seri- the World Poker Tour Tournament of Champions was uh, in uh, Hollywood at the Seminole Hard Rock there, and I was there, actually, last year. 
Uh, and, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. My first time in Florida since I was a little kid, uh, my grandparents used to live there down in Boca Raton. So, uh, I'm kind of uh it was a really great experience. I'm kind of disappointed because I was there at least part of the time and I didn't get a chance to meet you. So uh, maybe we just oh, not shame. cross paths. But anyway, uh, we have been, uh, in conversations over the years and I've been following your career, which, uh, I think has just been fantastic. And, you know, I know the last couple of years have been huge for you. You said, uh, I guess it was like basically... 2016 was your year of finally, you called it, because of the things you you wanted to do in your life. What has the last year been uh, termed? Um, Well, um, it was an interesting one. Actually, I I just celebrated my one-year anniversary. This uh, this last year is the – I've been self-employed. What I did is I left my job uh, in March of 2017. Uh, I had been working as an employee in the online gambling industry for uh, quite a while, and, uh, you know, slowly but surely, all the stuff that I was doing on the side, everyone calls it the side hustle, you know, all the nights and weekends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that type of stuff, it just sort of grew to a point where I, you know, I enjoyed my job, but I was pretty much waiting to go home every day so I could work on that. And, uh, you know, I just said, hey, you know, maybe if, if this is what I could manage to get done in nights and weekends, let's give it a shot full time, see if it works. And, uh, and as he said, this, that's what this last year has been. It's you know a, a year of self-employment for the first time, and uh, I had termed it a trial year because you know you never know if it'll work out or not. But uh, thankfully, we are uh, you know one month into year number two, and uh, we're thrilled. <laughs> well, since I had you on the show several years ago, obviously I've been getting your newsletter, and I follow a lot of the stories and logs that you write. Uh, I guess kind of a breakthrough event for you was that long interview you did with Daniel Negreanu, which was kind of like <laughs> fulfilled a lot of your uh, lifelong dreams. Uh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, there's certain points along, you know, this, uh, I, I founded my site, I guess, in November 2009. And, you know, along that entire timeline, I could point to certain events. And you're absolutely right. That was a, a big one. It was an hour and a half long uh, it was, uh, you know, sort of a birthday gift. We, we conducted the interview on my birthday, um, and I started it actually, you know, I live in Israel, which is 10 hours ahead of Las Vegas uh, time. So it was 3 in the afternoon for him, and I look all bright, bright and peppy, but we started at 1 o'clock in the morning my time. Wow. He was so generous and uh, gave, you know, an hour and a half of his time. I prepared, like, you know, like... I, it's, he's like one of the biggest stars in the game. You don't just take an opportunity like that lightly. And I really just tried my best to prepare something that would be special and last. And, you know, you know, here, here the proof is in the pudding. You're talking about it a couple of years later now. Um, and I just really, it's something I could really wear as a badge of pride. It's an interview that I think to a large extent stands the test of time. And, uh, yeah, like, since then it was, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a constant gradual, uh, rise upwards. And I'm just very grateful to be looking back and see, wow, you know, look, look where, you know, it all came from just from an idea of like, Hey, let's try to start a poker blog. And, uh, yeah, a lot, very fortunate, very grateful to have had lots of uh, big highlights along the way. Well, you do a lot of similar things to what I do. In fact, uh, I saw your interview with Josh Leichner online, and I went yes. right out, and I tracked him down and, and had him on the show. He, of course, the uh, poker consultant for the movie Molly's Game, and we had mm-hmm. a tremendous show about a month ago. We really had a great time talking, and I know you did with him as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But you do a lot of the similar stuff to what I do as far as interviews, and I feel like I've interviewed a lot of uh, some of the big names of the game but you know i'm still jealous sometimes when i see some of the people you've had on uh, helmuth and, <laughs> and and people like that uh john hesp uh, comes uh, immediately to mind your recent interview with john and uh you've done such a great job lining some of that stuff and i know 
it takes hard work to get those people, to track them down, to try to get the schedules uh, set up so that you can do it. And it's even tougher for you because you're not in the States. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I, you're, you're just incredibly kind. You know, I, I'm not being <laughs> facetious. I really appreciate that. You know, it's always great when someone who, you know, you work hard, you put out content, you know, when anyone says, hey, we appreciate it, but that much more so someone in the same line of work. So, uh, Dave, that's really kind of you to say that. No, Thank no, you. No problem. Um, you know, with John, it actually was somewhat easier because he's in the UK. That's true. You know, so it's just a couple hours behind me, and you know, co- coordinating the time-wise uh, was pretty easy. With with specifically with John Hess, I, I kind of lucked out a, a little bit. I met him last year uh, at the World Series of Poker. Um, you know, during his run, I was working for Poker Productions. They produced the main event uh, for Poker Go for the ESPN. And uh, my role uh, was to be on the player bio team. And what we do is we find all of these people who are going to be at the feature tables and, you know, nobody knows who they are. So it's our responsibility to try to get the information from them, relay that to the commentary teams. So in that context, I met John and I, you know, so I sort of, quote unquote, had a pre-existing relationship with him. Um, It did take me a little time to find the email address, but uh, it was very kind of him to offer me that opportunity. And yeah, uh, myself and my uh, co-host, Bruce Briggs, we interviewed him on uh, the Top Pair Home Game Poker Podcast. You know, it's a, you know, the ultimate recreational player. Uh, He was a great fit for uh, the audience that we try to reach uh, from that podcast. And it's a spectacular interview. I I really invite people to check it out because uh, uh, he truly was uh, the star of the show last year. The year before was uh, more the villain with Will Kasuf, but uh, last year (laughs) Hesp kind of uh, really... was just such a great story that it brought so much interest uh, to the World Series itself. It was unbelievable. He's, I mean, what you see is what you get with that gentleman. And, you know, you, you say gentleman with such admiration uh, because he really is the, you know, you look it up in the dictionary, you'll probably see a picture of him next to that word. Uh, so charming, so down to earth, a delightful person that, you know, of course you would always want to have sitting at the poker table with you just for the pure camaraderie, the enjoyment. You could see that, you know, he was just soaking in and loving every moment that he could sit there. The money didn't matter to him. Not that he's like, super duper wealthy or anything he was just enjoying the ride and um, it's just you know you look at that and you say wow I would love to be close to that guy I'd love to talk to that guy some more and you know hopefully and and probably also be inspired by it did you did you ask him for a jacket Um, (laughs) I did not ask him for a jacket I think I'd get some interesting looks if I walked down the street in that Uh, but we did ask him about um, if he had planned to do any sort of clothing line uh, and he said um, well potentially but nothing official just yet it's certainly an eye catcher (laughs) what do you think how how do you think you'll do this year Um, I think it's great that he's coming back First of all, you know, it's like when he came last year, it was the first time he ever played in the main event, sort of a bucket list item for him. And, you know, it was wonderful that he succeeded. And he said that he's going back. So that's already a great thing. We got someone who succeeded, wants to go ahead, do it again. And I'm sure, you know, with that jacket and hat, you know, that Panama hat, I think is some sort of hat on, um, you know, the cameras will be on him. And I think just by him being there, it's already a good thing. How will he do? He said, look, you know, it was a charmed run that he had all the way to the final table. He will certainly try his best. And, um, you know, he doesn't study, so to speak. He tries hard. He goes with his gut. And, uh, you know, if the cards work out in his favor, he could certainly have another deep run again. Yeah, I think he could, uh, although... 
when you look at players over the years, sometimes they have they catch lightning in a bottle, and then you really mm-hmm. never hear from them again, or you maybe. You know, six, eight years later, something will happen again. It's kind of funny, you know, even the guys that you really thought were tremendous players don't always uh, catch that great situation uh, anytime soon. I would say you're absolutely right about that, and I would say, you know, sometimes you just have that lightning in a bottle type of moment. However, because he got the attention, he got the, you know, the world looking at him, that sort of continued. And if you look at it, you know, he hasn't posted, you know, pretty much any results except for his local uh, Napoleon's Casino. He still plays in that 10-pound uh, entry game, which is like, you know, about 14 bucks, <laughs> which is in- insane when you think that he won $2.6 million. Right. Um, but because he has just, you know, that, that, that charm about him, I, I keep using that word, but it really is, you know, synonymous with the name John Hess. Uh, people want to see him. He, you know, he will be going back with that whole uh, jacket, but it's not really a show. It's not something he's putting on. People are attracted to that. So I do believe that his name will continue to live on. He will continue getting the attention, especially when he wears that jacket. And you know, anything that he does um, uh, results-wise or achievements-wise is really a bonus because uh, just to have him on the scene in any way, shape, or form, I think is great for the game. Yeah, I agree. And uh, you know, you also got to feel that this is something that's not going to change him one little bit. It, uh, he's he's like from the small town. Uh, is it Bridlington uh, in the yes. UK? And mm-hmm. uh, he he still plays in his little home games and enjoys the hell out of them. And then he's not the kind of guy who's going to get all presumptuous and think that he's better than the rest of the people. So uh, he's great for the game as opposed to Kasuf from the previous year. Well, completely. I think Kasuf also had his merits in a way. You know, it's the kind of like, uh, you know, to, to excuse the expression, the, you know, you can't take your eyes away from a car wreck as well. So that was also attention-grabbing in a completely different way, you know, both of them from the U.K., so it's not like a specific country has a specific type of people, their uh, player that they're churning out of there, so you can get both ends of the spectrum. Um, you know, that was also interesting for other reasons. You know, he developed more of like a, a heel type of a reputation about him, but he's still around posting decent results, and, uh, you know, I think they're both good for the game in their own way, but if you had to ask me who I'd choose, you know, hands down... Uh, to have John Hess at the table. Uh, let me ask you, the, I know you were out there last year. Were you, were you out there the year before, and did you get a chance to meet Will Kasuf? Uh, I was out there the year before, but not during the main event. Okay. Uh, that was the okay. fir- the, this, so 2016 right. was my first time at the World Series. Um, you know, it, it was just, you know, I was a fan. I was a very starstruck, deer in the headlights type of a thing, and my dad was with me, uh, which was really cool because he taught me how to play poker. Um, so it was very much just sort of like seeing it in person for the first time. Anyone who's ever been to the World Series, you have that moment of, wow, this is really, really cool. And then, you know, once I guess you've gone a, a second or a third time, you get a little bit more used to it. But uh, it was much more about the electricity and, and seeing it for the first time and, and that becoming a totally experiential thing uh, the first year. And, and now, last year, I was there for the main event. And hopefully this year, I'll be again uh, for the main event. Okay. I want to talk a little more about your plans this summer. Uh, we're going to put you on hold for a minute. Uh, take our first break on the show uh also want to talk about molly's game a little later in the program and and a few other things including the american poker awards so stick around uh robbie straczynski joining me today and uh this is one of those shows i think i could do three or four hours but uh we're limited <laughs> to an hour so we'll do that so robbie hang on we'll be back with you in just a Thanks, minute Dave. 
We'll be back with more on the show. Uh, you can always pick us up on our website, PokerActionLine.com. Pick us up on SoundCloud, a great place to get the show. Uh, also, they send out uh, tweets when the show is posted, and you can get that information if you follow uh, SoundCloud. And also, uh, there's a, several other places, including Hold'em Radio Network, which ca- carries us on a regular basis, the Poker Fuse podcast page, or you can just go simply to iTunes, which is probably the best place of all. So you can get a subscription there to the show. And anytime you open up iTunes, it'll download us, load the latest program. So those are places you can get the show. We hope you join us every week. We have lots of good stuff planned this summer. And look forward to having you be with us along the way. We'll be back with more of the show right after this. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us and the play for real game becomes available later this year. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich! Oh! This cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? What? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put 10 bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit cards. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. 
And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. But how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country, and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you've always wanted in the National Guard. We try to keep you up to date on all the uh, results going on. Of course, uh, we, our focus uh, down here in South Florida has been on the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown, which I mentioned uh, finished earlier uh, last week. And uh, it was in the brand-new Hard Rock Events Center, which is going to be hosting all their big concerts and everything. I know they have three nights with Britney Spears, and they got a whole bunch of big things this summer. So uh, it's very nice and uh, very modern, and uh, I think people are going to enjoy it down there. But uh, they tore down the old Hard Rock Live, where the very first showdown was and uh, of course that whole paradise area is torn down the hotel people can see for miles around uh probably about two-thirds of the way up would be my guess uh it's shaped like a guitar and you can see it from all over town so uh should be a lot of fun but we do keep you up to date on things that are happening uh the circuit the wsop circuit is headed to baltimore for the horseshoe they just finished the event at cherokee and uh, Dylan Wilkerson was the winner there of the main event for 294000 I thought the more interesting thing was that the runner-up was uh, Eric Lindgren, who we haven't seen in a long time. But uh, certainly uh, everybody's kind of pointing toward the World Series, which starts at the end of May. Uh, let's bring Robbie back in and find out what you're doing. Um, I think the last time that I went out there, Robbie, was for the main event. And I was there about five days, I think, the through into day three, I think was the day I left, and I uh, saw a bunch of the uh, different opening sessions and that sort of thing. One other year, I went out early and saw the Colossus and a few things early in the event. Uh, you know, if you're busy like you are, and especially as far as you have to travel, you're not going to be like a poker player and go out there for seven weeks. What are your plans this summer on when you're going to go? I will say that is the dream, though. This will be my third summer out at the World Series, and I'm hoping that someday I could do the whole seven weeks. I've got to find a way to do it because, you know, as, as much as I'm doing, I feel like there's never enough time. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Sure. Um, so that's actually, the, I have one thing coming up before the World Series, believe it or not. The um, World Poker Tour Tournament of Champions that we spoke about before that was in South Florida last year, they moved it. Uh, it's going to be Aria, right? at the end of May in Las Vegas at the Bellagio. Oh, the Bellagio. Sorry, at, okay. uh, Aria. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. The aria, okay, right. So, so that I'll is be there. That is right uh, before the uh, the World Series gets underway, right? Maybe a couple correct. of weeks. It's or like so. the last week of May. Okay. And so I'll be there in Las Vegas, and then just immediately after that, there's the Super High Roller Bowl that they're putting on uh, in the real cool uh, Poker Go studio. I can't wait to see that. That's supposed to be a really really cool uh, structure that they're building out there. Then back home to Israel for three weeks. That's, uh, you know, end of the school year. So I'll be with my kids, with my family a lot. And then, you know, back across the world, back to Las Vegas for, uh, you know, basically the end of June, um, you know, just for a week to sort of do my own thing there, play a little bit. And uh, 
next two weeks, you know, the first two weeks of July, I'll be working once again with the poker productions team, um, you know, on the player bio uh, squad uh, to uh, to get that information from people playing in the main event so that, you know, all you listeners out there, when you start watching all the episodes and uh, and the streaming, so uh, you can you can know who all these people are because uh, the commentators will have that information. Well, absolutely, and that's one of the interesting things to me is how you hook down with the TV people out there. Uh, you know, obviously I was working for my show and for my uh, job with Annie of Magazine, uh, the column I do for them. So uh, I didn't, I wasn't tied in with any of the TV people, but I sat with a lot of them, you know, and, and I, for, I got to know uh, Tatiana, uh, Tatty Katz, uh, who's a great girl, and uh, we talked a lot while we were there, and uh, uh, David Tuckman and a few other people uh, with the TV side of it. And, of course, I've known guys from Poker News over the years, uh, BJ and uh, Mickey Doft and and uh, Ryan and all the other people there that, that write uh, over the years, and they have such an interesting job. I wonder how you got hooked up with them. Good question. Um, I don't think I've said it uh, ever before, so I'm happy to, to give credit where it's due. Uh, I got lucky. Uh, I really just got lucky. Last year, I went out at the beginning of the World Series, and I was there for a three weeks or so. Um, and then, you know, the day before I left back home to Israel, so this is like, you know, end of June or so, I get a call from Remco Rinkema. Right, uh, he's, right. you know, Very he well. works as the senior editor for Poker Central now, uh, Works uh, worked for many years at Poker News, one of the top, uh, you know, media guys in the game. And he said, hey, Robbie, I heard about this opportunity. They're looking for someone on the player bio team. Uh, I can't do it because I'm working for, you know, Poker Central now. But would you be interested if you want, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up with those people. So it was kind of crazy because, again, you're talking like the day before I go back home. And I had already been in Las Vegas for three weeks. Again, I'm married, family, of, you know, family of uh, five. I got three kids. Uh, so I, you know, thought like I could just say, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I had to talk with my wife about it. Uh, but, you know, after the conversation I had with uh, the Poker Productions people, uh, really amazing people, by the way, um, this is Mori Eskandani's company, you know, he produces all the events. Right. Um, they said, yeah, it's a legit opportunity, uh, and they, you know, they told me about it. I relayed that information to my wife, shout out to Miriam, best wife in the world, and she said, yeah, you know, you can't pass up an opportunity like this. So I went home for two weeks and then back to Las Vegas wow. uh, to do that job. So that's basically how it happened. Well, it, it's funny because you get offers like that, and sometimes it doesn't really fit into your schedule. And if you tell them, well, hey, uh, I, you know, I, I really can't stay, um, you know, it may just blow any future opportunity you have to get back to a job like that. Right. You know, when, when opportunity knocks, you've got to answer the door. You know, if, if, unless there's some major, major life reason why you really can't. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, even you and I, we connected just recently and said, hey, Robbie, you know, there's a spot open for the, for the poker action line. Would you like to be on the interview? I said, absolutely. I'll make the time for it. So, you know, thanks for this opportunity as well. Yeah, well, it's been tough. I would have had you on many, many times. In fact, I was thinking about it today. I said, if you, if you had lived in South Florida, we would probably talk on the phone a couple times a week and, and run some things by each other and really uh, kind of, kind of uh, learn learn something from each other i think but uh to be honest uh because of the time difference and and your other commitments there it's been impossible to have you on the show until i actually taped the show today in the afternoon which is quite a departure from our normal program but uh as they say yeah. hashtag time zones and i will say if i was living in south florida i'd probably be playing a lot more yeah. poker too. <laughs> exactly. uh but some of the people that you deal with in the tv side of it uh, donnie peters and uh, i know that you've interviewed sarah herring and and got to know some of those people that are just staples of the coverage uh they do such a great job and and really goes unnoticed because 
the average poker player just expects everything to be set up for their games, and they don't really look into what the, is involved behind the scenes. But if you've had a chance to work with these people, you know how hard they work. You absolutely hit it on the nail, Dave. And, uh, you know, the, the name of my site is cardplayerlifestyle.com. And I believe that beyond the people who we all see on TV, uh, you know, all of the players, and, you know, it makes sense, you know, in a basketball game, you look at the basketball players, but there's also the entire infrastructure around it. And the people that you mentioned, so many very talented, professional, hardworking people, uh, that's something that I enjoy is like looking at that behind the scenes. What is their life like? You know, they're also traveling, you know, from place to place uh, domestically, internationally, and providing that coverage that we all as poker fans take for granted. I think it's amazing what they do and I'm really happy and lucky I feel to get to shine the spotlight on those people once in a while and, you know, let people know what it is that they do. So I try to do that a lot on my site and on the podcast as well. It seems like there's no lack of a need for people to cover things. Uh, just looking at the schedules out there this year, not only the World Series, but uh, this year seems to be the year that everybody tries to go head-to-head -head with them. Obviously, you've had the super high roller bowl at the Aria, uh, WPT 500, and things like that. But, you know, Planet Hollywood and uh, Deep Stacks Venetian and all the huge tournaments, even Binion's is running a very ambitious schedule. Uh, it seems like there's just going to be an incredible amount of, of action out there. It absolutely is. I think it's, I don't know if it's necessarily like they're trying to take people away from the World Series, but I think it's more of like, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. You know, hey, over the last couple of years, we've seen growth for the first time in a long time in the poker industry. We passed seven, over 7,000 people played in the main event last year for the first time. You know, it's only the third time ever and the first time in many years. Uh, that's just a great signal of growth for the game. You have people who had fallen out of love with the game after a long time and finally, hey, we're getting back into it. And, you know, all of these casinos in Las Vegas, they're like, well, big influx of poker players, let's put a show on for them. And, you know, you don't have to have $1,500 or $5,000 or $10,000. You can play uh, a great mixed game tournament for the $500 level or a $270 level. And, you know, there's plenty of options like that available around the city. And it's one of the things I really enjoy because, you know, the whole town is buzzing. If you ever look at the Bravo Poker Live app, you know, you can't find a seat anywhere. It's unbelievable, the the, tra the foot traffic in the poker rooms, uh, you know, in Las Vegas during the World Series. Absolutely. When you, uh, when you look at the play out there and you see, I mean, there's an all different kinds of players. There's brand new guys going to the series for the first time, which can be just incredible stories to write about. Uh, also, it's great to see the long-term stars, the Barry Greensteins, the... Uh, you know, obviously the Helmuths and the Granus, but uh, players who've been around for a long time that are favorites of a lot of fans. Uh, do you feel yourself pulling for those guys, or do you pull for the underdogs sometimes? Nostalgia is a wonderful thing. I, I like good stories. You know, like uh, people who do media type stuff, we're storytellers. So when a great story comes, whether it's, you know, the new guy, the 21-year-old playing in his first event, or the 70-year-old who gets, you know, all the way to the heads up and then goes ahead and wins the heads up championship against the young guns, or the legends of the game making deep run, you know, winning a bracelet after five years, you know, of a drought. All of those are great stories, and you know the fact. The most beautiful thing I think about the World Series, and it just strikes me every single day that I'm there, and every time I think about it, is that you walk through the hallways and everyone is accessible. Every, and I, I just yeah. bumped into Sammy Farha in the hallways. I bumped into Scotty Wynn, and you can, you know, they're very happy to pose for pictures. They're happy to sign autographs. You can't do that with 
basketball. You can't do that with tennis. It's it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it really is. Uh, last time I was out there, it happened with uh, Chris Moneymaker. Just walking yeah. down the hallway, there he was next to me, and I said, hey, while you're walking, can I do a quick interview with you? And he was uh, very nice, and and uh, I, I talked with Elkie one year in the hallway, and uh, Maria Ho, and, and they are very nice people for the most part. Uh, I've said over the years how smart poker players are and people who are successful in this game of really intelligent people so uh, a lot of them get it uh, they don't all get it and that would be my question to you was uh, what do you find toughest about having to interview some of these players and I'll just uh, tell you that I feel that the timing part of it is really tough for me because when you go to cover a tournament they're busy playing you might get a 10 minute break where they're headed for the bathroom or to grab something quick to eat and they really don't want to talk that much or mm-hmm. they get knocked out of a tournament and they're in a horrible mood and then you have to try to interview them then. So uh, some players are better than others, obviously, but what do you find the toughest about covering that and having to interview players? Well, there's a, sort of a two-part answer to that because one of it is, like you said, I don't really do live reporting too much, but within the role of uh, player bio team, when you have to get that information from these players who will be at the feature table, you have to grab them. Like you said, they're off to the bathroom. They're off, you know, they have very short breaks. They want to go and do dinner. But the role, the job is, you know, you have to get something to feed the commentators with. Otherwise, you know, even watch a baseball game it's, you know, if without commentary. There's, you know, there's nothing to say. It's boring. You have to fill up the podcast, the, the uh, broadcast. So it's uh, a big challenge, the, specifically the time. And then the turnaround, they give you the information. You're writing as fast as you possibly can on a little clipboard. You've got to enter the information and then, you know, print that out, send it off or email it to the commentary team. The, 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 you know, it's not difficult to, to get it per se, but the turnaround time and you have to also be accurate. You want to get as much as you can. That is one part of the answer in that particular type of setting of an interview. Um, the other interviews I usually do are more of like, you know, I find someone who I think is interesting and I say, hey, I'd like to interview you. We set up, uh, they, they go ahead and agree. And it's usually um, most of the time something that I would go ahead and just sort of send them the email with my questions and they would write it back uh, with their answers whenever they want. Um, you know, as opposed to like an in-person interview, which just goes relatively smoothly, pretty straightforward. Um, what I find most challenging about that, to speak to your question, is honestly just doing the best I can to make the spotlight shine on them and put their best foot forward. You know, everyone has a story. And whether it's someone like Daniel Negreanu, to go back to your first thing you pointed out, who has been interviewed thousands of times, or someone brand new, you need to be able to dig deep and provide unique value with each interview to the people who will read it. You know, you ask exactly the same questions to the people who've been interviewed hundreds of times. You know, what did you just do? Okay, so you filled up a few minutes of of, of someone's time, big deal. But if you provide them with some good, solid, interesting nuggets of information, um, that's what people find interesting. That's what people remember. Remember, And also, the coolest thing, this is the biggest compliment you ever get, is when the interviewee tells you, hey, you really did your research. So uh, that's, I think, the biggest challenge, and it just keeps you uh, on your toes. Yeah, I like that as well. And also when people say, wow, what a good question, and because they need, <laughs> they need just a second to think about it, but uh, uh, they're challenged by some of that because they've, most of these guys have heard uh, a thousand questions a thousand different times. Yep, 100%. Uh, one of the other things I want to mention briefly was uh, your appearance this year at the uh, American Poker Awards, which was something I know was a big deal for you because they actually asked you to present an award, 
And uh, I think that's a huge compliment to uh, where you've come in this business in a very short time. Tell me about uh, uh, the uh, ceremony out there, I guess it was in j- late January, um, maybe, maybe, was, maybe February. Yeah, it was, in, it was in February. Well, they basically have a rule uh, at the GPI. They run the American Poker Awards. Anyone who flies uh, more than 7,000 miles in gets to present an award. So, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding with you. Uh, but, but that's very kind of you to say that. But yes, it was really cool. Uh, what had started out with, uh, you know, when I just for the first time I wanted to go for many years. This is the fourth year that they ran it, and it just worked out that I was able to uh, to fly in to uh, attend. I wouldn't call it an appearance. I attended because uh, it's just it's a cool environment when a lot of players and industry people are there. You get to do a lot of schmoozing and uh, you know forge some really good connections and and, and bonds with people. Um, when I told the organizers, you know, when you just register uh, that you have a place there, uh, they asked me, hey, would you want to be on the jury? Uh, and this is the nine-person panel who gets to decide, who, you know, we, we do the voting, of who will receive the awards. And pretty much anyone who got selected for, I called it, jury duty, uh, was uh, honored with the, um, you know, with, with the honor, That's a, that sounds horrible, was given the honor of uh, presenting an award uh, at the ceremony. So it was certainly really, really cool. And, uh, you know, I got to admit, had some uh, butterflies uh, in my stomach getting up there in front of, like, you know, the, the who's who of poker. Uh, so it was really, really cool. And, uh, you know, again, it, at beyond everything that I do, I'm just a fanboy. So and I, sometimes I have to pinch myself that I get to do all this sort of cool stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah, there's a great story called Poker Jury Duty uh, on your site, and I think people can find it on there. And also a couple good articles about uh, how you've progressed in the business since you really decide to undertake it full time. Uh, I want to get to more of that. Let's take a break here on the show. We'll come back. Uh, still Molly's game ahead. We'll talk a little bit about that and uh, a couple other things. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Robbie Straczynski joins me today, and uh, we'll be back with more with Robbie after these messages on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon in the studio, flying solo tonight. Uh, we'll have Joe back in a couple of weeks and uh, look forward to talking with Steve Blade next week if that works out. Also, the upcoming interviews I'll be carrying on the show with Ken Lambert, Tony Burns. Uh, those will be on the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, tremendous tournament out there at the Hard Rock as things continue to move onward and upward over there in Hollywood. And uh, certainly we'll be covering a lot of events uh, there, especially the 
Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open, which is their big tournament. Uh, started off with a $10 million guarantee in the first year, first two years. Went down to five and then to three. I think it's just going to be three million dollar uh, prize pool guarantee, but uh, it doesn't seem that the, the guarantees te- seem to be quite as important to people uh, these days, especially when you have an established tournament at a at a great facility like the Hard Rock. So we'll look forward to that later this summer. Of course, all the stuff going on. I don't know if I'm going to be out in Vegas this year or not. Uh, there are some conflicts, and uh, we'll see. Uh, I've been there, I think, three years uh, in the last seven. So. Uh, I'd like to be there a little more, but uh, Robbie, uh, we're talking with Robbie Straczynski, and I want to get to uh, this upward arc of your career, but uh, <laughs> looking ahead to the summer, I mean, it's uh, I know that for years you were unable to get to the States and go to cover events. Uh, you, I think it was maybe 2016, you got to the PCA in uh, the yep. Bahamas, and then a couple times to Vegas. Uh, uh, what I wanted to ask you real briefly was, you live in Israel, and obviously that's where uh, you know your heart lies. Uh, I know that you're a re- religious uh, Orthodox Jew, if I'm not, if I have mm-hmm. it uh, correct. But yeah. I think that's a big part of your life, the religious side of your life, and and uh, I'm sure you love living in Israel. Um, but do you think sometimes, wow, I'd like to go back and live in the States for a while and maybe uh, push my career that way? Is that a possibility, or it depends on how your your kids grow and how your wife feels? That's a fantastic question, Dave. Um, hmm, give, me, give me one second to think about that. I mean, I, I know the answer, but I want to phrase it properly. Um, I was born in Los Angeles. Um, I lived there uh, until I was, you know, until I graduated high school, basically, and then I that's when I, uh, I came to Israel. I've been here, I guess, for... Uh, what, 19, a little bit over 19 years. Um, and as you said, you know, this is where my heart lies and I'm a religious Orthodox Jew and, you know, it's part of sort of, uh, my belief system that, you know, this is the, the chosen land, the holy land, you know, the, the land that God gave us and this is where we belong. So that's pretty much why I'm here and I call it, you know, pretty much one of the best investments, uh, I've ever made. Uh, and, you know, it's a very, I consider it a very big privilege to be living here and, uh, you know, raise my kids, uh, here in, uh, the Jewish state and the Jewish homeland. So, to, that, to answer that question, that's you know I'm just very privileged, lucky. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Um, with that said, you know there's always a soft spot. You know where I grew up. It's uh, I'm still just as American as apple pie. Uh, you know you hear if you didn't say I'm from Israel, I I, guess I don't have an accent or anything like that. Uh, culturally, I'm American. People hear when they you know, when they hear me speak. You know I my voice. I speak fluent Hebrew, but they're like, oh, when did you come? Because I sound like I got here last week. Right. Um, you know, um, so I don't think I would uh, ever uh, really move back. But you know, that's sort of a really cool thing about this modern day and age. And I, I certainly don't take that for granted. That you know, I, all I need is an internet connection, and I can work from anywhere in the world and produce all the stuff I'm producing just from behind a computer screen, wherever I happen to be sitting. And uh, luckily, um, you know, I'm able to go to these uh, events, you know, and spend a week here, a couple of weeks there, and my wife has been absolutely amazing. You know, they say that the cliche of, you know, behind every man is, you know, as a woman or like whatever the exact cliche is, but it really is the truth because uh, without her support and encouragement, uh, Miriam's encouragement, uh, I wouldn't have been able to do these things and, and grab the opportunities when they come to me. And, uh, and uh, I'm very, again, I'm just thankful to have, uh, you know, used each one and, and, and moved uh, ever higher. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's the answer to your question. And, and not to uh, say that there's any reason for you to have to defend why you live there, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, there are a couple of downsides. First of all, there's no real organized poker there. You spend most of your time yeah. playing in home games. That's a downside. 
you know, you're closer to Europe, but still it's tough to get to those places to cover events and that sort of thing. And it's I a long swim. Exactly. And I guess the final thing would be um, people say, wow, he lives in Israel. It's dangerous to live there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you certainly point to, to some correct things, you know, about the... Uh, you know, like every choice you made, it has its uh, its repercussions. It has, you know, the upsides and the downsides. And I think you just have to sort of decide what is, you know, the most important thing uh, to you in your life. And you know, if you know, poker is obviously like way, 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 way up there uh, in my career as well and everything. But you know, the primary uh, thing, you know, to me is is more uh, the the religious belief that I had mentioned. And uh, you know, when you make a choice like that, then yeah, it really does stink. And I lament every single day that I can't. Uh, play you know live poker in a in a poker room, and that's what gets me so excited every time I get to travel abroad. I said if I lived in South Florida, I'd be playing a lot more. But I've got my home games. Uh, you know I still have this passion for it, and I didn't let the fact that I do choose to live here prevent me from uh, trying to make the most of it. And you know I'm, I'm certainly doing my best, and uh, uh, you know I'm trying to, to straddle the balance. It is it is tough. There are things that you give up. Um, whereas if I would have chosen and, or would to go ahead and choose to live in the States, then I'd be missing out, I feel, on you know, one of the most uh, miraculous things uh, of, of the modern day uh, of the state of Israel and living here. So uh, everything has its trade-offs. Yeah, um, sure. With regard to uh, safety, you know, I, I just, again, as a religious person, I believe that you know, God has the, the plan for everybody. Uh, I know it's uh, getting a little bit too much into the religious aspect, but the fact is, yeah, you, know, you do see certain reports, but um, I think any person who has ever come and visited here and seen things with their own eyes uh, would say, you know, hey, I felt pretty darn safe and secure. I mean, I walk anywhere I want to at whatever time of day. I never feel threatened or anything like that. And very unfortunately, there are many, many, many other places in the very Western developed world, uh, which unfortunately have seen terror strike and terrorists are getting smart and they're exporting the tactics that they tried here and, you know, uh, finding people uh, surprised and unprepared for them uh, in Europe and in the States, and it's very, very sad, very unfortunate. Uh, so, you know, you just got to live where you want to live, not let anything stop you, and, uh, you know, not let anyone want uh, try to drive you away from where you believe you belong. Well, I'll just say quickly that uh, living in a place where you can go to eight or di- ten different places at any time, all hours of the day, to play poker, uh, sometimes you take it a little bit for for granted, just like the beach here in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I do, I do miss that. When I'm in Vegas, that's one thing. See, what am I doing over the summer? I'm not sleeping a lot because any hour I'm there, I am trying to be busy either working or playing. So uh, I, I know uh, to take advantage of those times. If uh, anybody wants to connect with Robbie, uh, his email is Robbie at CardPlayerLifestyle.com, and that's the name of the site. I want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, in December, you celebrated your eighth birthday. I know what that feels like because uh, last month in March was the eighth anniversary of this radio program. So, Very cool. uh, Mazel tov. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it, and the time just absolutely flies by. But tell us about how uh, you started Card Player Lifestyle, a website. Uh, you turned that into... Uh, you know, uh, a job uh, with a with poker TV on a national basis. <laughs> you have a poker podcast called the Top Pair Home Game Poker Podcast. Uh, tell me the, a little bit about the uh, the upward rise of your career since you started eight years ago. I'm very flattered by that description. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll just compare it to a poker tournament. You can't win it in the first hand. You can't win it in the first level. Uh, it takes a lot of grit, a lot of persistence, uh, and a lot of you know, run good along the way to get from, you know, 
for your first blind that you're posting all the way to the, the winner's circle or to the final table. So uh, it certainly has been an odyssey. Uh, it started out in 2009 pretty much based on a whim. I was walking you know, around the neighborhood uh, uh, with one of my friends, and he's like, hey, let's start a blog. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, because he, he had the background uh, of uh, you know, website building and the domain name and hosting, all that other sort of technical stuff. And he said, well, you know, Robbie, you know how to write. I graduated with a degree in uh, English linguistics uh, and I had a master's in English linguistics. So, you know, you, Robbie, you know how to write. You know poker. You follow it anyway. So you do the writing. I'll do the technical stuff. So I was like, okay, what, what do I write about? He says, figure it out. You know, it was really just uh, on a whim. That, and I'm not exaggerating or being facetious. That's how it started. And I still remember until today I laughed at it because my first post that I ever posted was called Summary of Poker. And so, <laughs> so it could be summarized. Um, slowly but surely, uh, he taught me a bunch of stuff about how to run things on the back end. And I've just been learning, um, you know, website management, all that sort of stuff. Um, after about two years, he said, you know, Robbie, I don't really want to do this anymore. I want to move on to other things. Uh, would you be interested in buying me out? And I said, yeah, I think I can hack it. Can I ask you questions? He's like, of course. And we're great fans till this day. Uh, shout out to Avi Bookbinder. Thank you very much for, you know, asking if I wanted to start a blog. Um, and slowly but surely, like I mentioned, it's always been nights and weekends. You know, it's when I finished work, when I finished my day, you know, a lot of people just go ahead and sit in front of the TV. I said, hey, I just want to write. I want to express myself. And slowly but surely, I realized the type of uh, articles that resonated with people. Um, and I understood who it was that my audience was. Uh, you know, we chose the, uh, the name Card Player Lifestyle uh, for a reason. It's something that I try to lead uh, myself, and I think it's something which uh, I believe that my audience uh, is interested in hearing about. Any, so any, it's pro been... any problems with that? Uh, Card Player Magazine? Uh, I mean, I know you are uh, good mm. friends with uh, Jan Fisher, Linda Johnson, and uh, have interviewed them and that sort of thing, but uh, some of these uh, business people outside of those two, uh, mm -hmm. maybe people behind the scenes, lawyer types, bean counters, maybe could uh, have created a problem for you. Good question, an important one, and I, you know, it's I don't hide from the fact at all. First of all, uh, Linda and Jan, uh, they're wonderful people, very friendly with them, uh, just really amazing people. No, you can never say enough good stuff about them. They used to own uh, Card Player Enterprises and in the magazine, and now they own Card Player Cruises. Uh, mine is a completely separate entity from theirs, and same as well, a completely separate entity from uh, the magazine, the, the CardPlayer.com website, which is not me. Um, way back in the past, many, many years ago, I had uh, a number of email exchanges with them. So they know who I am. Uh, they know what my site is. I made, you know, I do have a disclaimer uh, on my site in a couple places that were not affiliated. I never try to pose as them, and I have actually no um, physical publication. It's all online. Uh, so, uh, and I've also very, you know, tried. It's a totally different look, a different logo, and you know, I. For better or for worse, I have tied myself into the branding uh, of Card Player Lifestyle. So I think anyone who um, follows the poker world knows that that brand is me and Card Player the magazine is them. And if not, I always make it clear to potential interviewees or you know anything or anyone else that you know so that we're not working under false pretenses or anything. So. Uh, um, yeah, I hope that answers uh, the question. And you also had a mobile app that you created called Poker Notes Live. Is that still around? Uh, it's still around. It's still alive and kicking. You know, the, ni the nice thing about uh, – I'm happy you remembered that. <laughs> so um, uh, when you create an app, basically it, it was it – was, you don't really need to improve it too much if it works. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, it's an app that allows you to take notes when you play live poker instead of using a pen and paper. 
so just everyone's always staring at their smartphone anyway, so might as well use it. It's very simple, straightforward, and you know people like it. So it's available on uh, Android, it's available on iOS, it's available in 12 different languages, and just use it to take notes. You can keep those notes forever, and uh, yeah, it's still out there. Every so often, uh, you know, someone's interested about it. I could talk about it a little bit, or you know, some articles get written about it. Uh, but yeah, people are still downloading it every single month and, and using it. And every so often, I get, uh, "Hey, this is a really cool app. Thank you." So that's uh, you know very gratifying. I need to squeeze in one more break. I do want to talk about Molly's game. I promise when we come back, we'll do that. But as we go to break, I want you to think about something. Uh, of all the great people you've interviewed over the years, I mean, I'm sure you have your favorites. Who would you most like to interview? I'll give you a chance to think about that for a second. Okay. We'll be, Sounds good. We'll be back. Uh, we'll let Robbie uh, mull that over during the break, and when we come back, we'll hear who he has to say who he'd still like to interview on his program uh, in the future years. We'll be back and finish up the program when we return. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet. It will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. The odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave Lemon with my special guest, Robbie Straczynski, talking uh, from Israel. And uh, he will be in the U.S. Uh, for the World Series, for the uh, Super High Roller Bowl, and a few other things this summer. And uh, hopefully when that time uh, frame changes, we can do a half hour maybe while you're out at the hotel out there this summer. Count on me, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's get back to my question. Now, I'll preface it by saying, you know, I feel like I've interviewed a lot of the people that I've always wanted to interview, uh, Annie Duke, uh, Jamie Gold, uh, a lot of great people in this game like Jason Mercier I've 
talked to on a regular basis since he lives here in South Florida. I've had all four Miss Rocky brothers in my radio studio at the same time, which was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That, 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 that was one of the highlights. Uh, John Hess probably has to be one of your highlights. I don't want to put words in your mouth and Negranu and some of those people like that. But there are people that you probably always wanted to interview. Who would they be? Uh, well, there's a tie uh, for for the two. I would say uh, you know bucket list. One is very much bucket list, and one you never know because there's still time. Uh, it's a tie. One of them would be uh, Doyle Brunson. Uh, you don't get that many opportunities to interview the the, the one living legend of the game. Um, I got to meet him, which was amazing. You mentioned Jan Fisher. Uh, she introduced me to him last summer. She walked me into Bobby's room, and you sort of feel like you're on hallowed ground and he's sitting there playing and you know for however many tens of thousands of dollars over there and you look around the room and 60% of the people you know that you recognize them instantly they're all the high stakes players and here he is in his, in his big uh, Texas 10 gallon hat and uh, and uh, it was just you know you're kind of shaking uh, I had prepared uh, a few questions just in case uh, he, you know, would have been willing to step away from the table or, or anything like that. You always have to be prepared if he says yes. Um, didn't get the opportunity at that time, but he was kind enough to give me five minutes of his time just to say hello. And uh, he's a big supporter of Israel, actually. Uh, so we talked about that just for a couple minutes. And uh, I was left with uh, an amazing memory that will certainly last me a lifetime. Uh, but, you know, uh, he should live uh, and, and be healthy. You never know how much longer he's got, and I would love to at some point have the opportunity to sit with him, whether it's for five minutes to do a few questions or anything longer than that. I would come as prepared as possible and really try to make the most of that opportunity and, and share some interesting stuff uh, about his life with, uh, with the audience that hasn't necessarily heard everything just yet. So that's one of them. And the other, the other one is, uh, I would say, a far more controversial pick uh, but I think it's just important for the poker world, for poker history. Uh, Chris Ferguson, Chris Jesus Ferguson. Um, I thought you know, obviously that. he. Was that said again? Yeah, I thought about that, and that 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 one's going to be tough. That is certainly going to be tough. You know, he's obviously the the darling of one of the darlings of the industry pre boom, pre Black Friday, um, and uh, you know obviously he's basically disappeared off the radar except for you know when he wins Player of the Year at the <laughs> World Series of Poker. Um, I think that, you know, I don't know, there are plenty of amazing guys who, who and, and girls who can go ahead, women, sorry, uh, who can uh, interview him and, you know, that, you know they, they know how to do interviews. Um, I think I come from a, a relatively neutral standpoint, though. I never had any money on full tilt. Um, you know, anything that he did didn't necessarily directly affect me, obviously indirectly through what happened in the industry and such. But uh, I you know, harbor no ill will on a personal level towards him. So, you know, I would be prepared to give him a pretty darn fair shake, uh, ask, you know, the questions that need to be asked as tough as they need to be asked, uh, but without malice and, you know, just give him any sort of platform to say whatever he feel like he needs to say. And I feel like, um, you know, like any story, both sides do need to be told. And, you know, whatever he is willing and able to say, I would love him, you know, to have the privilege of, of being the person to uh, try to get, you know, that information out of him to to be recorded so people can understand what happened uh, from Chris Ferguson's standpoint. Cool. Um, Let's get to Molly's game because I have been teasing it. And uh, (laughs) we both had Josh Leichner on, the uh, consultant. I love the movie. Uh, It really hasn't been ultra successful. Obviously, Rounders is the uh, standard bearer for the poker movie industry and uh, probably will never be equaled again. But what did you think of Molly's Game, and what was your uh, tie-in with Josh and, and what you took away from that interview? 
Uh, well, rounders set the bar really high, and you, know, you can't help, but, you know, because we're human beings, we always compare. You know, say, oh, it's going to be better, it's going to be worse. I think uh, it's it's just worthwhile to truly uh, try and appreciate each you know work of art because that's what a movie is on its own. Um, and it was a good one. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It was really good, well acted, a story well told. Uh, it wasn't a poker movie, as uh, I believe Josh. Uh, said quite, uh, quite uh, straightforwardly, and it wasn't about poker, it was about Molly's life. I really enjoyed it. It was nice to sit there. Um, with Josh, it you know, just sort of happened by fluke. Uh, I, I kind of like uh, lurk as well as comment and engage and post in a lot of Facebook groups. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, someone had published something about uh, Molly's game, and I see this guy, Josh, uh, all in events, uh, who commented on this post, and he said, you know, I was the poker consultant for the movie, so right away, like, you know, I'm kind of like, hmm, really? You know, so I go ahead and I reach out, and I said, is this true? Of course, I'm skeptical, and lo and behold, after a couple of minutes, you know, uh, chatting back and forth, you know, this guy's the real deal. Uh, So, you know, got lucky, (laughs) I guess, in a sense, and uh, he was kind enough to, you know, give me some time, and, you know, we went back and forth a lot uh, with the email correspondence and, uh, we found out, uh, his story and his involvement. And, you know, you said you interviewed him here on poker action line. So, uh, you know, people know what, what Josh was able to do. He really, uh, you know, made the poker, uh, real or as realistic as possible and trained all of these actors to, uh, you know, make it look as though you're looking at a, <laughs> at a WPT tournament or something. They knew the hand motions, the what beats what. There was, you know, obviously a little slight discrepancy where, uh, you know, uh, the director, Aaron Sorkin, overruled him. Uh, but uh, I think he had provided great service to the movie itself and uh, thus to the viewing audience. And a tough job dealing with people who didn't know that much about poker, so uh, certainly was necessary. And uh, I think it's out on video now. I would suggest people uh, check it out. It's de- definitely worth seeing. Uh, yep. In closing, uh, what do you have coming up? You have Card Player Lifestyle, and people can check out some of those archives, including uh, how you've moved forward over the years and other great stories, uh, interviews and, and sort of things uh, on there that they, people can check out. What are you working on now that should be coming out uh, maybe before the summer that, uh, that people might want to look into? Uh, just preparing, honestly. Like you know, what, we, now I know that this summer is a tremendous opportunity when I'm on the ground over there, um, and you know, there's going to be work to do. There's going to be a lot of people to see, a lot of people to hopefully interview, a lot of stories to hopefully uh, dig out. So uh, you know, the best way to be prepared is to put the time in, um, and I'll have regular, you know, scheduled, regularly produced content until then uh, coming out on the site. Uh, but basically just sort of, you know, digging my heels in and putting in a lot of hours to uh, get myself ready such that when I do get there to Las Vegas, it'll be, flow a lot more smoothly and I'll be uh, hopefully able to get the most out of the time that I'm there, both uh, experience-wise as well as uh, content-wise, and bring that to uh, my audience. Definitely appreciate you taking the time to be on today. Uh, we'll have you on again this summer when you're out in Vegas maybe. Uh, thanks so much for being with me, Robbie. Thank you very much, Dave. A fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it a lot. And just one last thing, if everyone, you know, if you're on Twitter, go ahead and follow me at Card Player Life. Uh, love to engage with you and meet you. Okay. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Dave. We'll catch you later. Robbie Straczynski, CardPlayerLifestyle.com. Check it out. And uh, uh, plenty of stuff to hear from him over the next uh, several years. That's going to do it for the show. We appreciate you being with us. We'll have Stephen Blay on next week, who wrote the book with... We win about his win in the 2016 World Series of Poker Made event. And we'll talk with Steve next week. A few other things coming up. We hope you'll stay with us. 
Thanks for being with me today. We'll catch you next time on Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.